Thank you, Father, for the foundation of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior and our Redeemer. We worship and exalt and magnify thee, for there is none like you. You are God and there is no other. Shall we lift up our voices together as one and bless the name of the Lord, our God who lives forever and ever. This is the first day of the great month, the month of February. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. Open your Bibles to the book of Psalm 134 and begin to praise God from verse 1 to verse 3. Lord, we exalt you. He says, praise the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord who minister by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the sanctuary and praise the name of the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. Lord, we exalt you. Lift up your hands before the Most Holy One in the sanctuary of God, and bless the name of the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Thank you for letting our eyes see this day. This is another day, the beginning of the second month of 2021, the year of lights, the year of promise. Thank God for all what God did last year for us, Thank God for what God did January and thank God for what God has begun to do in the past few hours that we have entered the month of February. I tell you, the hand of God has been stretched out among us. Some of us have had some strange encounters of the Lord after the prayer early in the morning today. Our God and our King will bless your name. That is a marking that God has gone ahead Concerning every one of us, it will be your year of power. It will be the year of manifestation of glory. It will be the year of plenty. Uh, the very month of goodness of God. And this month is a special month before God for you and I. Father, we exalt you. We thank you and bless your holy name. Psalm 34 from verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Begin to thank God for everything that he has been to you. Let the praise of God be on your lips. Father, we exalt you. He says, my mouth shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Begin to make boast in the Lord. For all what God had done for you, what God had been for you, if it had not been the Lord who had been on our side, let Christ with Tabernacle say, let you say, Father, we exalt your name for your defense. You are our defense. We thank you because you are our provider. We thank you because you are our maker. You are our friend. We thank you for the abundant love that you have for us. Thank God that he answers our prayers. As we began to pray now for the past 312 days together, our God and King stretched out his hand to do mighty things. This is the first victory night also. In the, uh, the, the second victory night in the year 2021. Father, we exalt you. We magnify thee. He says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let, let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he had me and delivered me from all my foes. You can see on the news that our prayers have been answered. We started praying seriously concerning this COVID to reduce. And it's, new, it's in, the, in the news now that is reducing seriously. It is the hand of our God. Father, we bless your name. We thank you for directing our government and rights. We thank you for not allowing Satan to confuse them. 
as we ask you to give them direction divine. We thank you that you destroyed the plot of the enemy. You did not let Satan make, uh, speak through the government instructions that will frustrate the nation. Even in the midst of the COVID, you have lifted up your hand in the midst of us. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. We thank you, O God. Provision has come to us. We thank you, God. Inspiration has come to us. We thank you, God. Direction has come for us. Lord, we thank you for the help that our government gave to us. Some other countries don't have such help, but Lord, you give us the privilege to have it. And if you are in another country praying, begin to thank God for what God has done in your country. Father, we bless your holy name. We glorify your holy name. Now begin to thank God for what God will do in this month of February. For the month of February is loaded with God's plans. And the month of February will frustrate the plans of the wicked one. Father, Lord, in this month of February, we shall see the glory of the Lord. We shall see a new mercy from heaven upon the face of the earth, as you told us early this morning. Father, we bless your holy name. We exalt and magnify thee, for I can see through the windows of the new month. And we can see, O oh God, that you will open ajar the doors in this month. It shall be a month of testimonies. It shall be a month of glory. It shall be a month that you will have compassion on your people. It shall be a month that you will, you will be jealous of your land. It shall be a month that you will respond to the prayers of the destitute. Father, we glorify your name. We exalt you. Thank God for the authority of God upon your lips tonight. As we go on in prayer tonight, thank God that you will decree a thing that shall come to pass. Begin to thank God for the authority that resides upon your lips. That every prayer as we are going to pray tonight shall be led by the Holy Spirit as you have been doing. And Lord, you will speak into our hearts. You will use our lips to pray your will to manifestation. And it shall come to pass in this minute tonight. This is all things are possible. Victory night. With God, all things are possible. And so, Lord, it shall come to pass that everything we shall decree in this meeting, it shall be binding in the name of the Lord of hosts as we shall access what is settled in heaven and we will bring heaven down to the earth through our lips in the name of Jesus. And the name of the Messiah shall be glorified. All our prayers shall be led prophetically. Both those who will lead the prayers and those who will pray, your unction of heaven will rest upon us and we will pray prophetically. And your will shall be established and be manifest. Father, we thank you. We exalt and magnify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying with us. Amen and amen. Oh Lord, we bless you. We worship and exalt and magnify your holy name for the insight that we have received from all these prayers. We bless you. 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 We exalt you. We magnify your name. Thank God for the impartation you have received because God has imparted four times into us through the four prayers that we have been praying. Our God and King, we bless you. We exalt you. We magnify you. God has given keys to us from this prayer that can bring us to the place of power. This is the first day of power. Lord, we bless you. We bless you. Thank you for insight. Thank you for knowledge. We hear you distinctly ringing the bell into our ears. The root of power which was prayed through these four people who led the prayer. We hear you clearly. Father, we bless you. 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 Now begin to pray that every scripture that they have read so far should manifest in you. Every scripture that you have prayed today should now come back to you 
and begin to work out in you what God has ordained for thee from those scriptures that we have prayed out that they should come right back into our lives, into us, and begin to achieve the purpose of God, and begin to achieve the purpose of God. Position us well, well positioned for the manifestation of power, 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 power. This is the month of power. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. Be thou exalted, O King of heaven. Be thou exalted, King of heaven. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Now I will just share with you. Now I will just share with you from the scripture that I've been read today. You know, whenever we read scripture, and I'm very thankful to these, uh, the, uh, all these people who led prayers uh, tonight. Let me use this to help us understand. That is to all of us who lead prayer, you know, uh, in the church. When you read the scripture, your, your explanation should be brief and to points. That is number one. You will see all these people who led prayer today, they, they, they led prayer really for less than three minutes. They were supposed to spend four minutes really. But they spent just around 60 seconds reading and bringing out the message. Now, when you read scriptures and you want to give a prayer point, if your scriptures are too many and your explanations are too many, people will lose focus. Even sometimes you too will forget and lose focus of what you want to lead. Because to lead prayer is different from to preach the word. They will get it now. If you watch when I lead you prayer, give me the main scriptures, and as you are praying in, I'll be reading other scriptures to back up, to back up, to back up, to back up, to so that the momentum for prayer will not be quieted down. That is an efficient way for intercessory prayer. Intercession, you don't spend more time talking, except if you are preaching, ministering the word, and after ministering the word, you come out with some prayer points from the word. But when you are leading prayer, we need the key scripture and straight out to what we should pray about. And that will help to pray very efficiently. Do we get it now? It's different from when you are doing a reflection and you are given five minutes or ten minutes to explain or preach or to exalt. So, and we must know, as prayer is going on, if we have various prayer points going on, as we are praying, one want to go to the other, I want to go to the other, so that the momentum is built. And that's what can help you hit the height. <clears throat> because our intention is <clears throat> for people to pray with their spirit and hit the height. Do we get it? So I want to thank those of you who led prayers tonight. However, second thing you must know in prayer is this. Whenever scripture is read and you are told to pray, you remember yesterday we dealt with living in victorious life, a victorious life. And one of the things we talked about, one of the weapons you need is the word of God. <clears throat> and the Bible says it is double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. So the word of God is double-edged sword because when you speak the word and you send it out, it costs the, the cuts through what you are sending it, but it also cuts through you. Who is the sender? It's a double-edged sword, the word of the living God. <clears throat> it penetrates both forward and backward. And we want to look at this word that we have read today. Hebrew 4.12 says the word of God is living and active. Sharper than double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing of soul and joints and spirit, sorry. 
joints and marrows. It judges the thoughts and the attitude of the heart. Now, let me show you the scriptures that we have been reading. The first person prayed from the book of Lepticus 10. Open your Bibles to Lepticus chapter 10. Lepticus chapter 10 and verse 1 to verse 3. <clears throat> Very quickly, it says, Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, took their censers, put fire in them, and added incense. And they offered unauthorized fire. That is the underlying factor. Before the Lord. Contrary to his command. So what happened? Verse 2. So fire came out from the presence of God, of the Lord, and consumed them. And they died before the Lord. Why would that happen to them? These are people who, are, who have been appointed by rank and duty to burn the incense. Okay? But because they have been appointed to do the job, does not mean they should just come in any time they like and do it. It has to be under delegated authority. That's number one. The same time, that incense that was given, the Bible says they were unauthorized, number one, and they did not follow the rule, number two. God has established procedure in Exodus 30 verse 9. It says, do not offer on this altar any other incense or any burnt off, uh, uh, offering or grain offering and do not pour a drink offering on it. So, there are rules governing that job. They breached it. Now, the, the, the very great message that every one of us should pick out of this is this. One, in the household of faith, there is hierarchy. You cannot do what you are not appointed to do. You cannot usurp authority and just go and think it should be done and you go and do it. You remember the same occurrence happened in Second uh, 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 Chronicles chapter 26, if you read down from verse 19. Because Uzziah was a king, Uzziah felt that, you know, what are the priests doing that I cannot do? So he went into the altar of the Lord to do the job of a priest. He became leprous. Same thing happened to to Saul, when Samuel was getting too late and they were waiting for sacrifice and the Philistines were get, get, gathering together, Saul, out of anticipation and undermining authority, he decided to conduct the duty that God gave only to the priest Samuel to do. Though he was a king and God rejected him. So, we need to understand, in the house of God are hierarchies. You cannot undermine an authority that God has placed. You will provoke the anger of God. That is number one. Then number two is exactly what you pray. You must follow procedure that is set. You cannot, be, you cannot go and join a church and, and change the spiritual procedure God had given to them before you came there. No, you have to just follow it. To every church... God directs differently, but for the same purpose. And you cannot say, this is how we do it in my church I used to go. Now I've come to this church, we should change it. No, you can't do that. If you are not pleased with what they do in your church, pack your bag and bag it. Go back to where you're coming from. Because you will expose yourself to God's firing on unnecessary affliction from God. I would get that. 
while we are can uh, restructure in the area of administration, contribute what you know you can do better to enhance it. And if your contribution is accepted, so be it. If it's not accepted, then it's not a problem. It shouldn't cost you any issue at all. It shouldn't cause you contention because you suggested something that was not accepted. That shouldn't be a problem. Because your suggestion does not have to be accepted. The decision to accept or not to accept has been given to a team of people or a particular person in your parish. And so you leave them for the decision. When you contravene authority, God is very unhappy. That is number one lesson. Number two lesson, we looked at 1 Timothy, the book of 1 Timothy. I give you this very quickly. Chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. It says, I urge you then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. Now, this is going to provoke me into one of what, what the last two uh, 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 people prayed about. Everyone, whether they are witches or wizards, pray for them. That's what the Bible says. And what did God say we should do for them? Pray, intercede, for thanksgiving, and for everyone. For kings and all those in authority. Whether the king, you like him or not, if you are born again, God commands you to pray for him. You can see what we, what we prayed about. That is, you must not break the rules of God. God hates it. You must not use your discretion to do what God instructed. No, you have to follow instruction. Now, one instruction here. God said, pray for everybody. Okay? And then God said not only that. He said pray for kings. Whether you appointed the king or you didn't. It's not your business. Whether you like that king or not. You call him evil king. You call him righteous king. Pray for him. He said and all those in authority. Whether the prime minister or the president that rules is the one you appointed or not. Pray for him. Whether they rig it or they don't rig it. Pray for him. That's why once that person sits on that seat, forget about what happened before. You owe a duty to pray for every president of every country. You owe a duty to pray for every prime minister of every country. Anybody who is your appointed leader in government authority, pray. What did you pray for them? That God should destroy them? God should burn their seat? God should destroy their worker? If you pray God to destroy them, you are going to be destroyed because you are under them. When you pray bad prayers for them, then Satan will take over and they will make many laws that will, that will put you under torture. Some people do that. I mean, I've, I've heard about, uh, you know, people gathering together to pray for a president to be removed, the president to be destroyed, the president to be killed. Don't you understand? That is ungodly. It's ungodly. Whether the president who is there is the person you, you want to be there or not, it doesn't matter. You can have your political affiliation as a Christian, you should. But if other people get to the authority, as far as that authority is occupied by anybody... The Bible says pray for him. What did the Bible say pray for him? That they may live peaceful. Did you get it now? It didn't say you should pray that they should fall down and die. You should pray that they should live peaceful and quiet lives. In all godliness and holiness. Ungodly president can live a godly life through the prayer of the church. He can live holy life through the prayer of the church. When he leaves the authority, he will go back to his ungodliness. You know, the problem Christians have across the globe in many countries is that they look at the, their own personal interests and if your self-interest is not fulfilled, then you begin to pray. You know, they call it dangerous prayer. There's no prayer. Any prayer called dangerous prayer is of the devil. 
The prayer of God is peaceful and quiet. Live peaceful life. Live quiet life. Pray for them. God will give them knowledge. God should frustrate you. We are going to pray today. We pray it at the beginning of today, in the morning at 12 midnight in the morning, that God will frustrate all the plans of the devil to manipulate authorities. That's what we should pray about. These authority, these people authority, they are bamboozed by demons who claim thrones and dominion, and they are using human beings against them. And the church of God that should sustain them and destroy those spiritual, we are, we are, we are, we are conniving with the devil, praying devil prayer. Devil prayer. And Satan will be happy because his soldiers are not only the people in his under him. Those who are under Christ who have become soldiers of Satan. Because Satan wants them to be destroyed. He wants everybody to be, to, be, uh, to be afflicted. He wants every poor man to suffer. He wants everybody to be confused. And if Christians are pray, praying such, you are adding petrol to the fire of the devil. Come on, let's have a true mind. Remember we said talking about Abihu who lit an unauthorized fire and he did it in, uh, out of regulation. We, God regulated the church. He said, pray for authority, whoever. Uh, yeah. uh, Cyrus was uh, an ungodly person, uh, but God used him to set Israel free. That is his mandate. We got to pray for authority. Not that God should kill them. Why should God kill them? If God killed the man in authority, whoever ascend the authority, it is the spirit that rules over the authority that will still rule through them. Either they are born again or not born again. Church of God on earth should know this. That we need to wage war against the prince of darkness, not against the man on the throne, but against the spirits of hell who lay on godly claim on thrones and who seeks to influence the heart of man negatively, especially when that man is not born again. Ephesians chapter 2 applies from verse 1 to verse 3. Read it all, all again and again. These guys who are not born again, they are vulnerable to Satan. But they will not know it. They will not believe it. They will not understand it. And the church of God who should protect them, you are now cursing them too. You are now praying evil. You are ready to bring stone against them. So they are confused. That's why they make laws that will punish Christians. It will punish everybody. It is our own mouth we used to do it. The church should stop all that stuff. Men, pray for them. You know that every prime minister or president who attend any throne, they have expiry dates. In their season, we should pray for them. Whether they are Christians or not, pray for them. On this platform, we pray for Saudi Arabia, we pray for the Arab Emirates. Are they Christians there? We pray for them. Because these people are assigned by God to be rulers in their own capacity, in their throne. If we pray God into them, then they will, they will make rules. There are Christians in Saudi Arabia, there are Christians in all these Arabian countries, Born again in China. Though they are being persecuted, but they are there. Their own children, you know, who are, who are citizens, born again from the royal palace to the least. And if Christians are praying against those people, you are praying against the kingdom of God. That is what is happening. It's not the Holy Ghost who pray that prayer. Holy Ghost will pray according to the regulations. Pray for authorities. Pray for kings. Pray for your boss. What? That they should... Have peaceful life, live a peaceful life, and quiet life. In all godliness, they will speak. In holiness, they will speak. That godliness will influence them. And then the power of Satan over them be destroyed. That holiness will wrap them by force. And they will be compelled to do the will of God. We will compel them to obey God. We will compel them to obey Christ. That's the reason why I don't believe 
in going before government to physically protest. I don't believe it. I believe in dialoguing with government if we can sit down together and express our grievance, but to carry a placard and be going on the streets, I don't have time for it, and I don't believe in it. I didn't see anybody in the Bible do so. But on my knees, I can speak, and the authority in parliament can change. On my knees, I can speak, and the rulership of the government can change. On my knees, I can frustrate the intention and the plans of the wicked one. That is what we have. It's the power we have. But you see, those power we have cannot work if we are out of regulation. That is, we are praying against the regulation. That's why the will of Satan prevails in many nations. However, if the will of Satan prevails in your nation, a human being who occupies office, leave him alone, please. Pray against that spirit. Pray for that man that God will help him during the period. Don't wish they are down for. Pray for them that God will help them. Okay? When their period is over, they will leave. And God will put somebody else there. If Christians have been praying that and not praying against man, if we are praying against the spirit behind the man, the will of God will have happened in all those nations. But you see, when we pray, we pray against the man. And then the spirit will walk. Because the spirit is unaffected, his purpose will be achieved. That we must learn. And I know something in that scripture says, this is good and, and it pleases God our Savior. So you and I, we are bound to do what pleases God like Moses. Not what displeases God like Elihu and Abihu. We shouldn't do things like that. Who wants all men to be saved? You understand me? You remember I was speaking some time ago, you know, I think it's to the ministers, I think I, I told you also, that Christians came out when they brought vaccine, and they came out with this theory that, oh, Bill Gates is the one who is with Farsi, and is with uh, the mentioned manners of name. I've never even heard some of those names before. After these people started mentioning them, I went to Google and search and research, and I saw what these guys are doing, and they, they, some Christians believe it so much that this, they are the Antichrist. I, and I told you, what a delusion of the devil. Their names are not in the Bible as the Antichrist, so they cannot be. Are you with me now? So, if God wants all men to be saved, I told you, God wants the gay to be saved. He wants Farsi to be saved, or what is Fushi, whatever his name is. God wants him to be saved. He is created by God. Every man that woman gave birth to, they were all created by God. The Bible says Jesus is the one. From Jesus, every man can derive their names. Let me tell you something, therefore. Who will ever think in America to start interceding for salvation of Bill Gates? When Bill Gates is saying, don't you understand the assets he will be? So why should Christian pray against a man that is so wealthy and so influential? You are praying against him? That is not of God. God wants all men to be saved. What about magicians in your country? What about murderers? God wants all men to be saved. And that takes us to the last point. The last point is 1 Timothy chapter 13. God wants all men to be saved. And that is the last prayer that we pray. You see, this night, if this is all I taught you, it's enough for me. So that when we pray now, we pray, we pray prayer that will make God jump in heaven and be clapping for us and be happy. That's the camp I want to belong to. The camp of people that God will look and God will say, thank God for these people. <laughs> that is what we should be. God wants all men to be saved, remember? Okay, now, look at this. He says in verse 12, He wants all men to be saved, both the murderers and the killers, the witch that did not let you eat, those who are after your success, 
Those who are after to destroy you, everyone who are in the Oko that are fighting you, that's those of you who have that kind of thing. Not every one of us have it. But if anybody, somebody, somebody is pursuing you, it is your mother-in-law, they said, it is your father-in-law, they said, and then you hate those people, you know. And God said he wants all men to be saved. Can you imagine? That revelation and prophecy, can it come from God? No, it's not from God. Suddenly it's not from God. Satan is the one who caused confusion between brothers and, and he kills him and so, so that your prayers will not be answered and then he can continue to, 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 to penetrate and destroy people. Do you understand what I'm saying now? It, it is the devil. Okay? Even if somebody confesses that I'm the one who has been uh, hindering your life, it's not him. It is the spirit speaking in him. You rebuke that spirit. That's your opportunity time to get rid of that spirit in that person and command that man to be set loose. And that person brings him to Christ. So that if you minus one from the camp of Satan, any Christian who does that, God will be clapping for you in heaven. This is the scripture. God wants all men to be saved. Look at what, what Paul said here. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he considered me faithful appointing me to his service. Who is Paul? He says in verse 13, this is 1 Timothy chapter 1, even though I was once a blasphemer, that is Paul, a persecutor, that is Paul, a violent man, that is a murderer. He was a contributing negligent murderer. He was there when they were stoning Stephen. I said to the people, stone him, stone him. He's a blasphemer and carried the clothes of those who stoned him. He was the one collecting their, their, their clothes so that they would have free hand to stone Stephen to death. Kill him physically, physically. That is like, like what uh, the Boko Haram in Nigeria are doing to people who are innocent. And robbers and all the higher killers in Nigeria are doing to them. Or those people who call themselves, uh, uh, whatever their names is, in Syria they are killing people. These are the kind of people, they are killing people in the name of God. They believe that what they are doing is righteous. Can you imagine? That was Paul. No wonder. He said, even though I was once a blasphemer, a persecutor, that is a killer of the righteous, and a violent man, I was shown mercy. How can God show Paul mercy? Because he is a human being. Look at what he said. He said, I was shown mercy. Because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. All these people who are possessed with witchcraft, who are workers of iniquity, they are ignorant. Who made them ignorant? The Bible says the God of this age has blinded their eyes so that seeing they will not perceive. And these people come to us who can give sight and we are killing them again. Can you imagine where will they run to? If God directs them to you, it is God. If Satan is the one who told them to pursue you, it is because God wants to do something with them. Salvation wants to give them. Look at what it says in verse 16, uh, verse uh, 14. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Ah, this man now loved Jesus. Here is the trust what he's saying that, the, that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world and gave and saved sinners, and of whom I am the worst. Can you hear this man now? Who are you painting sinner on after today? Paul was worse than him. You only need to be his brother and he hear that you're a Christian. The next day is that he will plant those who will kill you straight away. And he will kill you and he'll be happy that he, he, he took you out because he believes that you are an antichrist, anti-God. Whereas he is the one. 
Verse 16 says, but for that very reason, I was shown mercy because I was the worst of sinners. I was shown mercy. I beg you, all of you who are Christians and God's children, show the wicked mercy. Show them mercy. They are ignorant. They are ignorant. So that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who will believe on him and receive eternal life. When I say we should pray for salvation of the head of Boko Haram and all these uh, ISIS, you know, sometimes I receive the question from somebody that, Apostle, why are you praying for them? These people are murderers. I said, because, you know, my father was a murderer and God saved him. And uh, Paul was a, a, a murderer. God saved him. My father was a voodoo priest. Who knows how many people he had killed? But Jesus saved him. He did it in ignorance. I would have been one, I would have stepped into his shoes. If Jesus didn't save him, and then I was born into that, you know, I would be very wicked. What makes you and I not wicked is the Holy Spirit. That's what makes the difference. If, if they take Holy Spirit out of all of us, we are all wicked people. Are you with me now? So, instead of us to judge them and condemn them, we should have mercy on them. Not that we are validating their evil. We hate their evil. That's why we are binding the spirit behind the evil. The holy vindication and the holy retaliation which we paint the devil most is that somebody that is a juggernaut in hell, in the hands of Satan, somebody got him saved. Satan will cry. And that is what we are. We are to make Satan cry daily because he's losing. The only ultimate goal of Satan is to make every human being go to hell before Jesus will come. And the ultimate goal of God, why he retains you and I alive after saving us, is to destroy the works of Satan and make sure that people come to heaven. People don't go to hell. He says, but for, for that very reason, I was showed mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who will believe in him and receive eternal life. And I love his conclusion. Now to the king eternal. You can see how, why this man really appreciates God and the, the kind of words he uses when he talks to God's sovereign. It's because he knows where he's coming from. He knows it. He knows it. He says to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, to the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever, and all the shall say, Amen. You and I will do what Paul said. We will not light unauthorized fire. We will not light it any longer. We are going to pray together that God change my heart to this kind of heart you gave Paul. Help me to come to this place that I will see. Every man as a potential candidate for heaven, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me have compassion. The Bible says when Jesus saw the crowd, he had compassion on them. Tell the Lord, help me have compassion. Help me have compassion on the lost. Help me, oh God, to have compassion on the lost. I pray thee, my God, change my heart to the heart of Christ. Change my mind to the mind of Christ. Let me see the way Jesus sees. Tell the Lord, make me a tool in your hand. Use me, Lord, in this end time. Use me, Lord, to change the face of Christianity of many people. To the scriptures that we will obey the word of the living God. We will have mercy on those heaven is showing mercy. 
We will pick them up across the globe, regardless of how ruthless, how reckless they are, and begin to work to their salvation. You will lead us to their dead and get them saved, get them delivered, get them delivered from the hands of the wicked one, who is the devil. The Bible says your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Help also God to resist the devil. All the lies of the devil that he has put in the church of God, help us to resist it and destroy it so that the church of the living God will take its real place in the affairs of mortal men. Oh Lord our King, we pray thee. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. Empower your church, O oh God. Change our focus, O oh God. Change our prayer, O oh God. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen. Let me lead you a few prayers for yourself. Can I just say that before we go into the prayer, I want to address everyone across the globe. Can I just say to everyone who has been listening to my voice over this issue, thank you for listening, but I want you beyond listening to let this word sink into your spirit. A question that every Christian should ask himself in every occasion is that, how would Jesus have reacted in this situation? And you will get it right. We need to understand the heart of the Father for sending the Son. And it's very clear, John 3.16, it says, for God so loved the whole world, both the good, the bad, and the terrible, that he gave his only begotten son. And the church of God, current church of God, have been living so much defeated life in many aspects of life because a number of us have been misguided in our reasoning and mental so that our prayers are not in line with the divine one and it hinders God from doing what we are asking him. I'm talking to the world at large now. When you hear this message, could you look into the scriptures that I have spoken about in this meeting, I spoke about Lifticus chapter 10 verses 1 to 3. I spoke about 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. I spoke about 1 Timothy chapter, chapter 1 verses uh, 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 12 to 14. And see the will of God. I will reveal many more about this within this period that we are praying. God wants to answer our prayer, but his answering our prayer depends on the efficacy of his authority that resides on our lips. And that authority is defined by our own commitment to obedience to him. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Psalm 24 says, I think verse 4 or 5. And who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have pure heart and clean hands. And that's what we are praying for. That we will have pure heart before the Lord. We will have clean hands before the Lord. We will not follow the delusion of Satan. He's deluding the world, deluding the church. We are raised by God to bring clarity into the house of God. So that we all can operate in the high power of heaven. May the Lord strengthen and bless you and empower you and increase you in Jesus' anointed name. Now let's go to the next prayer. Open your Bible to the book of Isaiah chapter 12, 40, 42 verse 13. We want to pray. You want to commit your month to the Lord. It says, the Lord will march out like a mighty man. Like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise a battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. Now you are going to pray. The Lord march out before me. And Psalm 97 verse 3. He says, fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. Let your righteousness go before me. And now you are going to pray. 
<clears throat> two things that will go before you this month. The Lord will go before you and his righteousness will go before you. And you tell the Lord, every spirit of hell, because we read it in Peter, that your enemy, the devil, we're not praying against man. The enemies, as mentioned in the scripture, is the devil. Every spirit of hell that Satan has assigned against me, against my family, against my home, against my church, in this very month, Father, rise up, march on before us, stir up your, your zeal and destroy, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Our God and King, he says the Lord will march out like a mighty man, like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise a battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. Lord, we decree all the spirit of hell, for the Bible says your enemy, the devil. So you are talking about the devil here. Every spirit of Satan assigned against us in this month of February will come against them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, march out before us. Lord, march out before us like a mighty man, like a warrior. Stir up your zeal before us. Let your fire go before me. According to the book of Psalm 97 verse 3. Let your fire go before us. Consume all your foes, O God. Consume all your foes, O God. Let your righteousness go before us. In this month of February, we pray, O God. God, let your power go before us. Let your presence go before us. Guide us by the pillar of fire. Tell the Lord, surround me with your pillar of fire. Surround my house with your pillar of fire. Go before me, O God, and bring down the paths of Satan in the name of Jesus. If Satan enters into animal, destroy the spirit. If he enters into man, Father, divide the man from the, from the devil and destroy the spirit in the name of Jesus. Destroy every weapon of Satan that he has given to mankind to use against me. Paralyze them in this month. In the name of Jesus, Satan, you will, you will not prosper. Satan, you will not prosper. Father, go before me like a mighty warrior. Go before me like a mighty warrior. As you did to Israel, oh God, in, the, in, 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 in Egypt, that you let them fall with joy. And Lead us in the pillar of fire. Lead us in your pillar of fire. Let your fire go before us. Let your fire go before us. Let it consume all your enemies. Lord, we pray thee. Let your righteousness go before me. Let your righteousness go before me. Isaiah 85 verse 12 to 13 He said the Lord will indeed give what is good Tell the Lord give what is good unto me Give what is good in this month of February Give what is good unto me And if you are praying this prayer in another month Just put the name of that month Do what is good Bible says the Lord will do what is good He will give what is good to you Tell the Lord I receive goodness from you I receive what is good from you in this month this is Psalm 85, verse 12 to verse 13. Begin to tell the Lord, and our land will yield. My land will yield its harvest. Begin to declare, according to your word, I speak to my land to yield its harvest in this month. I speak to my land to yield its harvest in this month. For the Lord will indeed give what is good to me. I speak to my land to yield its harvest. I speak to the work of my hand to yield its harvest. I speak to my spirit to yield its harvest. I speak to my body to yield its harvest. And it says, and righteousness goes before him. And prepare the way uh, for his steps. Let your righteousness go before me, Lord, and prepare the way for your steps. Let your righteousness go before me and prepare the, the ways for your steps. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, because it's done. In Jesus' holy name, I have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Now, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 16. We're going to pray that. It's another, another series of prayers. It says, I will lead the blind by the way they, sh they, they have not known. Isaiah 42, 16. Along unfamiliar path, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. 
I will not forsake them. Now begin to pray and say, Father, do not forsake me. Guide me, O God. Guide me, O God, through unfamiliar path. A path that Satan or man cannot, cannot uh, estimate and they cannot understand. Tell the Lord, guide me. Lead me by your unfamiliar path. Guide me, O God. Do not forsake me, Lord Jesus. In this month, O God, I begin my month, O God. I ask you, O God, for guidance. I ask you, O God, for guidance. Do not forsake me. You said I will turn darkness into light. Turn darkness into light before me. Turn darkness into light before me. Make my rugged places smooth. Isaiah 42 verse 16. Begin to pray. Make my rugged places smooth. Let there be a smooth path for me in this very month, O God. Do not forsake me, Lord. Do not forsake me, Lord. Do not forsake me, Lord. Now begin to tell the Lord. Isaiah 48 verse 17. He says, this is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you. Tell the Lord, teach me what is best for me. Teach me, oh God, what is best for me. Father, I pray, in all my decision this month, Lord, let the best be decided by you, oh God. Teach me what is best for me. In this month, I hand over my thinking. I hand over my mind and my heart unto you. Lord, teach me the best in this month. Teach me the best in this month. He says, I'm the one who directs you in the way you should go. Tell the Lord, direct me in the ways I should go. Every complex decision that I have to make, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, direct me. Holy Spirit, reveal to me. Holy Spirit, give me insight. Holy Spirit, give me insight. Holy Spirit, give me knowledge. He said, your truth shall be willing in the day of my battle. Begin to decrease. Everyone that work under me, everyone that work with me, everyone that should work for me, I arrest their heart to obey the instruction that the Holy Ghost will give me. In the name of Jesus, nobody will sabotage my intention. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit of God, I commit all my decisions. Take me the best for me. Take me the best for me. Give me the best solution and direct me in the path I should go. Man Now begin to tell God to instruct your heart. Instruct my heart, O oh God. Instruct my heart and teach me your ways. That is Psalm 32, verse 8. Instruct my heart. He said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Tell the Lord, instruct my heart. Teach me the way I should go. Counsel me, Lord, and watch over me. Counsel me, Lord, and watch over me, that your name be exalted. Father, instruct my heart, instruct my mind. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, we bless you. We exalt and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Say amen. Amen. You have got it as you have prayed it. May the Lord continue to strengthen you. Let me bless you this evening. Stretch your hands before the Most High God. And I speak the blessings of God upon you. This month shall be different. Continue to pray this prayer that I have led you every day. And you will see great changes. I'm going to speak the blessings of God upon you. I speak in the name of the Lord the one who lives forever and ever. May the Lord answer you where you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious. And you will lift up the banners in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God Almighty, the God of Isaac and Jacob, the God of Bethel, the, the God who revealed himself to the man Abraham, 
May he reveal himself to you in this month. May he fulfill all what you have been praying in this month. May this month be the best month you have ever lived with better months ahead of you. So shall it be. May a book of remembrance be opened in the presence of the Most High God concerning you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen and amen and amen. I speak to the bodies of those who are ill. The Bible says that shall be none in Zion that we say, I am ill. For the Lord will forgive the sins of those who dwell therein. By the authority of heaven, you are made whole. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command the protrusion in your anus to vanish in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I cause pains in your bodies to die in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, for this reason the Son of God was manifest to destroy every works of the devil. And the Son of God says, every tree that my heavenly Father did not plant shall be pulled out. I speak to the cells of the bodies of man, from your brain, your children from the brain, to every cell that composes your body. I speak to your gene. I speak to your organs. That anything that God did not create be pulled out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And you are returned back to the original that God has made, which is perfect. Thank you, Lord, because it's done. Thank you, Father, for those whose birthdays are today. We remember to celebrate them, O oh God, and I speak to them. May the Lord grant you long life and prosperity. May the Lord remember his covenant with you and fulfill. May the Lord grant you strength to, your, to the end of your age, serving God. And may the Lord restore the years the locusts have eaten. It shall be well with you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And whatever be the desires of your heart, we all agree with you today that is granted. The Lord bless marriages that are remembered today and grant you knowledge and wisdom and insight to enjoy to the maximum the life in your marriage. And everything required to make your life good, may heaven endow upon you. May the peace of God be upon all mankind. May the church of God upon the face of the earth be exalted. May the Lord raise his top of his mountain above every hill so that all contention and ignorance be taken away completely. May the Lord bring knowledge, sharp knowledge, into the, in the midst of the church and raise the church above every knowledge, above every wisdom, and above every insight, so that the people of God in this time will ascend to the uh, office that God has ordained for them on earth. And Lord, the light will shine in the midst of darkness, and darkness will be put to flight before us. And may you grant strength to every one of us to seek your face, to walk in righteousness and faithfulness and trust and faith in you that nothing will hinder us or cause us to doubt. This we ask from you, our God and King. And we thank you because you have done it even as we have asked from you, as we ask in Jesus' holy and anointed name. Amen and amen and amen. I want to thank every one of you tonight. May the Lord continue to bless you and compensate you for this time that we are spent together in Jesus' anointed name. Amen and amen.